Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, a thatched hut has appeared on the grounds of UCD. It's not yet another sign of the accommodation crisis, but an exercise in what's called experimental archaeology. It is, in fact, an early roundhouse, the kind of thing our ancestors used to live in over a millennium ago. Dr. Brendan O'Neill is lecturer in the School of Archaeology. Afternoon, Brendan. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? Uh, Could you describe for us what experimental archaeology means? Uh, well, experimental archaeology is just a side, a side of archaeology where we can test the different ideas that we have about the past. So about the things that we find from excavations, um, you know, how do you cook in that pod? Can that axe cut down, like how many trees is it for woodwork and is it for this, is it for that? And, and, and in this case, um, uh, kind of what did houses of this period look like? We find in archaeology, obviously, broken up stuff. It's usually flattened on the ground, underneath the ground. Um, and, and so what, what does a roof look like? How does it attach? How does it go together? And then how do you live inside of it? How, how, how did people exist at this period? Mm-hmm. So when, when it comes to building something like this, I assume there are, there's no text with instructions in it. How, how do you infer what the method was? Well, that's, that's kind of, that's half the battle, really. Um, so what we have is just loads of different, uh, small sources of evidence. We've got the, the, the kind of things that get excavated from the ground. We have uh, uh, post holes. This tells us where kind of the, the, the structural timbers would have gone, where the door might have gone, things like this, maybe where the fireplace was. Then uh, uh, the site that this one is uh, based on, that this roundhouse is based on, uh, was up in County Antrim, a site called Deer Park Farms, and it's got really good preservation of organic material, which isn't very common, but you get it in very waterlogged places. So it, it, it had timbers there. We can tell what kind of species of wood they were using. We can tell how they're braiding it together, what age it's cut, things like that. And then um, and then kind of looking around at, at, at other examples. Um, so this is a period um, at where Skellig Michael, uh, the monastic site there, would have been uh, established. And so we have uh, uh, huts but made of made of uh, stone, so cluck on. So maybe maybe kind of some inspiration there uh, uh, in terms of that kind of beehive shape. And then looking around at other cultures who build uh, light organic framed uh, uh, structures, um, and and how did they uh, uh, kind of put these materials together? Because it's very 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 light material, um, nothing over about kind of four and a half centimeters uh, in diameter, and oh. and all kind of round wood timbers. You know, there's no no there's no um, no planks or anything like that incorporated into it. So using a range of different things, and then and then experimental archaeology testing different methods. Uh, 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 for how different elements go together, um, uh, to, you know the, the kind of weave that we use uh, to do it, how the thatch goes on, stuff like that. Uh, so, were some roundhouses made from different materials depending on what part of the country they're in? Yeah, yeah, you do. You do get a range, uh, and uh, the house that we uh, built is made from uh, managed hazel. So you ever see when you kind of cut down a hardwood tree and then it grows the very long, straight, spindly kind of uh, uh, rods? Um, you can you can make. Uh, uh, trees do this and so they would have been managing hazel uh, uh, in large tracts of the country Um, but where you don't have a lot of hazel say you've got a very kind of stony uh, environment then you would have much more stone incorporated into structures sometimes uh, uh, making most of the wall sometimes just making a lower part of the wall maybe up to your knee or something like that but yeah people are using local materials and that's what's great about these houses right they are basically the local landscape scooped up 
and turned into a house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the the the, the hazel wood is, is again you've got hazel woodlands all around you. The detached material, if you're in a very boggy area, you know, you might be using something like ling heather. If you're in a place where you're cultivating crops, you might be using different types of straws like oat and straws or wheat and straws. So different types of materials and, and, and really reflecting that natural environment. Uh, and so the hazel used in in the house you've constructed, how is it held together? Is it kind of weaved together in a way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what 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 um, it, it, there's a there's a, a very kind of an intricate pattern that you have to put it down, uh, lay it down, and otherwise it doesn't have the strength to hold up. Like um, um, we calculate, it's about one and a half tons of thatch on this, Jeez. but held like I said, held up on twigs, you know. Um, and so the the way you lay down. The hazel is really, really important. So it has to distribute all them forces, pushing down and out on it in different ways. So uh, as opposed to just, I don't know if anyone's ever seen kind of your classic Watland in and out, uh, uh, horizontal rods going in and out of, of kind of vertical rods. This instead is much more like a rope. And it, it's a rope that spirals from the bottom of the structure all the way to the top, but the rope is made of hazel. And you know, when you put tension on a bit of rope, it puts tension on all the all the kind of, all the reciprocal parts of it. Um, and that's the principle behind it. Uh, this this rope pattern, the more weight you put on it, the more force you put on it, the more it grips them upright and distributes them forces really well. Um, so yeah, yeah, it has, it's, it's kind of a marriage of, of the material with a technique as well. And again, that's, that's something that we're interested in as archaeologists is what's this kind of conversation that's going on between uh, what people need, their skills, like what, what they can do, and then the kind of available materials around them, you know. Yeah. And with, so does this, you know, it's because when, well, it, an unseasonably warm November, uh, um, mm, uh, granted, yeah. but, but like, does it keep out the wind, for instance? Well, actually, this is, this is our uh, second roundhouse on the site. We had a smaller roundhouse uh, before that was our kind of our, our Mark I. Um, and uh, what you've got in these houses is there's an inner and an outer wall. Okay, so the inner wall continues up to form this kind of domed roof and the outer wall stops in and around kind of chest height or waist height. Mm. And uh, they're about 20 centimeters apart and you pack the void in between the two walls with organic material, right? So that's your kind of dried leaf litter and uh, brackens and, and ferns and this kind of stuff. You just kind of stuff them into it. And it's an insulating cavity, right? These people weren't, weren't, um, weren't silly back, back mm. in these periods. They, 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 they knew how to kind of insulate their houses. And, and in the previous version, we actually lived in it for uh, three days with three days and nights with uh, um, a group of master's students and recorded everything inside of so We had lots of sensors in it for heat, light, smoke, humidity, all these kind of things, and then recorded everything that we were doing. So on a, a very cold early March, uh, a few days, it was 17 to 21 degrees inside with the fire on and the door closed. Gee. Um, yeah, I know. It, and, and like 21 degrees is, is, you know, that's classic aircon temperature. Yeah. And, and 17 degrees only at night when we fell asleep and the fire obviously died down, you know. Um, but importantly, the second the fire goes out, everything goes back to outside temperatures. So your, 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 obviously your heat levels just drop and your humidity levels begin to rise again. Yeah. So that tells us, yeah, it's a very breathable structure, you know. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's drafty. Um, um, and 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 by our kind of standards, it wouldn't, you know, you'd, you'd obsess over where's that draft coming from and where's my draft excluder and stuff like that. <laughs> but but again, it's it we're interested in these things as archaeologists. Like, what were people's perceptions of 
that's right. You know, that's that's the way it should be, or or, or they're happy with that kind of thing, um, and and kind of yeah, what what was acceptable in these periods, you know. Yeah, no, the, the you mentioned lighting a fire. As mm. do I understand this right? There isn't actually a chimney in this structure, or even no. a hole in the roof for the smoke to escape from. So does it get very smoky inside? Yeah, well, that that's that's that was kind of something that we endlessly debate. Actually, <laughs> me and my colleagues, um, uh, should there be should there be a chimney or a smoke hole or something like that in it? With the first house, it was attached with ling heather, and and we deliberately went with uh, um, a kind of a. Uh, thinner thatch than you'd see on a modern thatch structure. Mm. Uh, so about half the depth. And this was looking at kind of different different um, uh, round, or different organic frame structures that are built today around the world. And they tended to use very light kind of thatching on them. And what we found is that the smoke just came out, uh, uh, you know, it bleeds out from, from, from the uh, thatch. Mm. It doesn't really get retained. What we, what we uh, know as well, though, from lots of different uh, experiments from around the world is that it needs a certain amount of smoke, this structure, because the smoke actually, it, it, it uh, obviously seasons the timbers, but it, it, it protects them. It creates this layer of soot on the inside. It stops funguses and certain burrowing insects getting in at the wood, and then it kind of creates a habitat for other insects, like spiders and stuff like that, that, that really, really kind of enjoy that kind of uh, dark, dry uh, uh, place. And so, and so while it, you want to get some of the smoke out, you actually have to keep a little bit of it in there uh, and because because it's important to the structure and its longevity. Yeah, is there any danger of like burning it down? Well, well, um, um, we the last structure lasted for five years, and um, we had not, never had any problem with it. The, 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 although it kind of stands to reason it's a big kind of pile of tinder, mm. um, it's 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 woven so tightly together and the thatch is bundled so tightly together that it, it yeah we never had a problem with it. Now, in saying that. We did have a break in on the site in year five, and uh, two 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 lads, um, uh, a Viking raid we describe it as, came onto the site and they did actually light fire to the structure and it burned <laughs> no. down. But they lit it from the outside, yeah, uh, actually not inside. And they were it was deliberate act of arson. Like they went out of their way to try and do it, um, and 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 you know although although very frustrating, we were kind of five years into a ten year project. It it we do find burned down structures in the archaeological record, and mm. we. We know that this structure was gone within minutes. So that's really interesting. Like, if, if your house did go up in the early medieval period, how long do you get to, to leave? Like, do you, do you have time to, like, take a bit of your furniture or do you just have to run? And you just have to run out of place. You get minutes. Right. That's that's so interesting that those fellas uh, didn't realise or the mar- they were contributing in a very small way uh, to, to your research. Uh, Brendan, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Dr. Brendan O'Neill there, lecturer in the School of Archaeology at UCD. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.